Lights, you are listening to This Week in Marvel, a special San Diego Comic-Con. Squeeoo, squeeoo, it's me, Lorraine, squeeoo. I'm, I'm right, what is a squeeoo? That's just like the sound a guitar makes. Have you ever seen a guitar? When you need to hear it though first, in your soul. Hi, I'm Ryan A.K., <laughs> Agent M, and it has been a long week. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are very excited. This is our third uh, and the biggest of our Comic-Con recaps. We're going to have one more for you later, but this one is a doozy. Yeah, this is a big catch. I mean, s- Saturday is usually the yeah. craziest, most wild day of San Diego Comic-Con, and this year was no exception. I think this was the biggest Hall H panel. I actually talked to Kevin Feige after the panel, and I've heard him saying, like, this is crazy because we sat on so much stuff for so long yeah. that it was just like, and here's everything. Yeah, I remember it was what, two or three years ago when they announced Brie Larson, uh, mm-hmm. And that giant panel that was huge, yeah. this had to have been bigger. It had but, to have been. Well, just the sheer number of things that were sure. introduced was B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Uh, so we should go, we're going to go through that. We're going to kick things off with that one because I know uh, you guys want to hear about all of that. Uh, I was in the room. I was in Hall H. I was sitting with uh, some of our Marvel people. I was sitting in front of some of the Marvel Studios folks. Uh, and it was just like genuine fun and excitement everywhere. I was live tweeting it, but if you've missed any of this, let's run down uh, all the info. So first up, they announced Marvel Studios Eternals. Kicked the whole thing off and introduced the cast as well as the director who is going to be Chloe Zhao, uh, followed by the stars Richard Madden as Icarus, Kumail Nanjiati as Kingo, Lauren Ridloff as Mikari, Brian Tree Henry as Fastos, Selma Hayek as Ajak, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, and Angelina Jolie as Thena. I mean, wow. Yeah, Marvel Studios Eternals uh, will debut in theaters on November 6, 2020. Uh, actually, before they did that in the room, they uh, showed this really great recap of all the, the first series of movies and they called it the infinity saga and they had this Aww. great thing and it was like a really cool recap and then they went dun, 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 like phase four and said <laughs> that this is all about phase four and they showed a timeline like this is the next two years with all these unannounced things and that was how they couched it and like they started like unveiling all the different beats as they went along so that was super super cool and also i gotta give major props to kevin and the team for saying you know like this is a very Jack Kirby film. He talked about Kirby's influence on this, and I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the next thing that they talked about was Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uh, will be coming to Disney+. Plus. It's an original series, which pairs up uh, Sam Wilson, a.k.a. The Falcon, and Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier, with the actors reprising their roles, of course, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Sand. And it was really fun. They had a lot of banter, and they were just, like, ribbing each other, and... And uh, it was great. You could tell that like the dynamic we've seen from their pairings in other movies is going to be in this one. Well, and their energy is so great together because Anthony Mackie is like such a wild man. He's so like funny, and Sebastian is like very snarky and like a little bit more chill. And they're just such good foils for each other. Yeah, and uh, then there's a video that pops in, and Daniel Bruhl shows up. 
uh, and you'll find him reprising his role as Baron Zemo. And there was this great, it was like really creepy, talking like the panel, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Do we and see a purple face sock? He pulls on the mask <gasps> at the end. I screamed. I legitimately like couldn't help myself. I screamed and I cursed really loud. I was like, <laughs> ah! I, like it got me. It got me. So next up, we had the introduction of Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It is going to star Simu Liu in the title role, appearing alongside Aquafina in an undisclosed role. Oh my gosh. Very excited oh about that. Gosh. She's hilarious and a badass, and her acting is just incredible. Getting to see all of her layers that she's slowly been revealing as an actor is so exciting, so I can't wait to see what she does, as well as... Tony Leung, who is going to play the real Mandarin. Yeah. What? Yeah. And that's going to be directed by Destin Daniel Creighton. Uh, and it's going to be in theaters February 12th of 2021. Uh, so Simu came out and he was the sweetest dude. Like the stories from the new crop of stars heading up the Marvel Studios projects, they're all like sweet and just like, I'm so excited. And, like you could genuinely hear their like, like talking about their parents and stories of growing up and all this other stuff. It was great. And even uh, the director, Destin, he was like, I, I can't wait to talk to them more and learn more about them. It's going to be great. Uh, Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be in theaters February 12th, 2021. All right. Up next. So they, it was great. They were bouncing, you know, going between theatrical film and Disney, Disney Plus show. Yeah. So the next thing that they talked about was Marvel Studios WandaVision. And... Oh my god, I'm really excited about this. I, I'm gonna not I, go on. Yes, it's a Disney Plus original series where Paul Bettany reprises the role of Vision and Elizabeth Olsen returns to her role as Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch. But, but say it. You want to say it? It's also going to have Monica Rambeau. Yeah. I've lost my freaking mind. Yep. Because it's all that I wanted for so long, uh, and the role is going to be played by. Tiana Paris, who yes. uh, she she's another person. Like I was when I'm thinking of Simu, I'm thinking of Tiana. She came out, she was dancing, she was just like, oh my god, y'all! She was so excited and so happy, and you just feel like the joy. But that show is gonna be wild. I oh think Kevin god. called it real, like really strange, really weird. I know some things, and they ain't lying, y'all. Uh, yeah. Marvel Studios WandaVision premieres on Disney Plus in the spring of 2021. Well. They're not the the only magic that's going to be around because Loki is coming around. Marvel Studios' Loki will also be coming to Disney+. Plus. It is an original series starring Tom Hiddleston as Loki, causing mischief, and that is going to be coming in spring of 2021. I know that you guys are going to freak for that because we, we love the Hiddles. Yes. As we like to say around here. Yeah, and he was at the panel. Uh, the crowd was losing. They were chanting Loki at one point. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, and Did he tell them to kneel? No, he said, he's like, the last time I was here, I was told you to kneel. But I'm not doing that now because <laughs> he, he wasn't Loki. He was just Tom. Aww. And uh, they showed a clip from Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame where Loki gets the Space Stone as sort of like, this is the, like, here we, this is where we go into the show. And that was oh, the real nice. setup. It was really cool. So um, that's going to answer a big, big question. Uh, but I know you guys are going to have questions about the next film, which is called Marvel Studios Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is maybe my favorite title of any movie we've ever done. 
I, I'm sorry, but as soon as you say multiverse, I feel like every Marvel fan is like, yeah! yeah. I'm like, yes, 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 it's happening. Hey, well, Kevin was like, you know, Quentin Beck talked about the multiverse, but he was just playing around. But we do have a multiverse. And he was talking about how this is going to be that. He brought out director Scott Derrickson, who came out and said, this is going to be like a true scary horror Marvel film. Yeah, we're going there. That's what they're going for with this one. And if you look at that title treatment, yeah, like you creepy. can you can feel it. And I also love that it's got like some '70s Doctor Strange feel to it. So I'm like, where are you pulling from? I need to know. I know. Benedict Cumberbatch will star, of course, again as Doctor Strange. Uh, it was his birthday, so the crowd sang him Happy Birthday. I saw that. It's so nice. I posted a bit of a video of it on my Twitter as I was in the room, and he was dancing. It was delightful. Um, but in a surprise twist, Kevin Feige brought out Elizabeth Olsen, who also stars in Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And they actually talked about how WandaVision, the Disney Plus series that we've talked about, connects directly to the storyline in this Doctor Strange film. So that's going to be really cool. Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness hits theaters on May 7th, 2021. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm also very excited about this uh, coming to Disney Plus what if Marvel Studios what if you guys you know what if comics I'm so excited about this it's going to be the first animated series in the MCU which will star Jeffrey Wright as the voice of the watcher if you have been watching my videos for a really long time then you know I used to do a show called the watcher so the watcher is very near and dear to my heart and a really important character in the Marvel universe um, when they brought out Jeffrey it was really cool too because they had like a, a sort of piece of art that was on the screen next to him. And it was the silhouette of the Watcher with like, you know, spacey stuff behind him. It was gorgeous. It was really, really pretty. What they also showed was uh, they talked about how the cast for this animated show oh, yeah. will have tons of Marvel Studios uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe folks reprising their roles. They showed a giant, it was like 20 people. Yeah, it's at least 20 people. And it's so it's so many people that you know and love already from the MCU that will be voicing their, their characters in the animated world. Like Michael B. Jordan is on here, Josh Brolin, Karen Gillan, tons, tons more. I won't even go through it. We posted a picture of it uh, on, my, on my social. It's so cool. And essentially, this series is going to present alternate realities in the Marvel Universe that are set to warp the world in summer of 2021. And that'll also be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. What If is my favorite comic book series of all time. It so is so good. I have died and come back to life every time I've heard details about also, this show. Also, fun fact, the first female Thor was Thorina from What If. Yes. So you're welcome, world. <laughs> Uh, all right, up next was Marvel Studios' Hawkeye, and Jeremy Renner actually came out dancing through the crowd for this. It was so great. This will be coming to Disney Plus as an original series. Um, they, and and, and, yeah. and there's another good one. Yeah, give there's, it. And Kate Bishop is going to be in the show. Yes. The show is going to introduce Kate Bishop to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's such a good night for ladies that I'm particularly super into. Yeah, it's going to be so great. <laughs> and they had this like video that they played of design and title treatment and like vibe and they showed a silhouette of Kate in the video. I I was I, I think I cursed again and screamed like ah! it was so good. Oh, I want to see it in your brain, Ryan. Uh, Marvel Studios Hawkeye launches on Disney Plus in the fall of 2021. 
Um, I'm also real excited about this next one. Marvel Studios Thor Love and Thunder. Two of them. Two of them. <laughs> but I'm really excited about this because Taika Waititi introduced, of course, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson to come out. But he also confirmed Jane Foster will become the Mighty Thor, Goddess of Thunder, played by Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman came out. And they. what was awesome was that Taika actually said, you know, I love the, Mar oh, yeah, the Marvel Jason Comics Aaron. runs. Yeah. And I love the Mighty Thor run by Jason Aaron. And that's how he set it up. And it was just like full on, like, we embrace everything. And the like, think about any comic you might you can read right now may influence the future of what we see on a streaming service or on the, the the theatrical screen. It's amazing. I literally just got goosebumps. Oh my gosh. When does that come out? Uh, that comes out on November 5th of 2021. Yeah. So uh, everybody was like, well, what's the first movie that's going to happen? What's next? What's what's the actual next thing? So then it was time to talk about Marvel Studios' Black Widow, which will be releasing May 1st, 2020 in U.S. theaters, uh, making it the first film of Phase 4 to hit the big screen. We actually got to see a ton of footage and we brought out the cast. Let, let me tell you a little bit about the cast, uh, which was Scarlett Johansson reprising her role of Natasha Romanoff, as well as uh, a bunch of newcomers to the MCU. David Harbour as Alexi, aka The Red Guardian. You definitely know him from Stranger Things as Dennis Hopper. Yes. Florence Pugh as Yelena. I also know her from Fighting With My Family. O.T. Fagbenle as Mason. Who you definitely know from Handmaid's Tale. And Rachel Weiss as Melina. Who you know from The Favorite and is my favorite. Yeah, she's Rachel freaking Weiss, yeah. yo. I mean, that cast is crazy. Yeah, so good. And the film was directed by Kate Shortland, who was on hand. She greeted the audience and it was really cool. And Scarlett said that they'd only been filming for 30 days. And like, they showed probably like three minutes of footage. And I was like, how is this 30 days of filming? That's wild. There was a great fight between Natasha and Yelena that was got really brutal, like breaking stuff like there was a point where they like Natasha takes her and like launches her into cabinets and then uh, gets a dish broken on her head and then they're like flipping each other around and punching each other and then they have some vodka together uh, <laughs> and there was a fight on a bridge between Natasha and what looked like the taskmaster yeah I'm yeah. just saying it was delightful and I do believe that has been confirmed yeah wow and I actually got to catch up with the cast of Marvel Studios Black Widow as they exited the panel. And it was honestly so electric. I got to have such great conversations with everybody. You know, everyone's so excited to be joining the MCU. Scarlett's giddiness was so palpable. She's like, I flew in last night and I'm fl or I flew in this morning and I'm flying out tonight. And this is a whirlwind. But you could tell I was like, what is it like to finally get to helm your own film? And you could just tell she's so proud yeah. to get her moment. And yep. it's so cool. And I love getting to talk to David Harbour, who told me a lot more about Alexi. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing that he said, he's like, he is a big Russian bear of a man. And I was like, yes. Oh, come at us, daddy. <laughs> uh, it was so good. He was wearing a Captain America muscle shirt and oh, he was and, so great. And he and he got into that. He was like, you'll find this is very important. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. Everyone in the room got a uh, Black Widow hat. And so everybody was taking a picture with the Black Widow hat. And so we were like, all right, that's the end of the show. And Kevin's like, nope. Basically, one more thing. Oh, my God. This is nuts. Uh, so... He then 
brought up. Uh, I, I can't remember the order of what happened because I was so a like whirlwind. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. But we saw a little video of a title treatment for Marvel Studios Blade. Mahershala Ali's out there. He puts on a blade hat. Oh Everybody God. else got Black Widow hats. He's got a blade hat. It was bonkers. I that mean, is how you end a panel. I mean, that is crazy. I, I overheard Kevin say, uh, we're doing Blade because of Mahershala Ali. This man and this character meant to this be. This must happen. This must happen. Yeah, it is destined. Yeah. Uh, so that was Marvel Studios. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was having a hard time just following. Yeah what was happening it was crazy totally but there's still more to talk about because we got to congratulate marvel's eisner award winners eisner awards are the uh sort of like the they're big the big awards for comic books yeah they're like the oscars of the comic book world yeah uh so first up congratulations to chip zadarsky who won for best single issue slash one shot for peter parker the spectacular spider-man number 310 my favorite comic of this year, no doubt. So good, so I good. I had so many feelings. If you haven't read it, go read it. Uh, we got to give uh, big love to a friend of the show, Matt Wilson, uh, who won for Best Coloring for The Mighty Thor, Runaways, and some other projects. Uh, like, truly, best in the business. And Best Graphic Album went to the reprint of The Vision hardcover by Tom King, Gabriel Hernandez, Walta, and Michael Walsh. I saw Michael in the evening and he was just so like I just did a small part of it you got an Eisner bro oh and Jen also shout out to editor Jen Grunwald yeah. who was super excited she's been a Marvel editor for a long time and it was the first book that she had worked on that won an Eisner so I know she was really yeah she too. was so excited so we had a bunch of other panels uh, women of Marvel had their 10 years and 200 episodes what oh my what? gosh what? this is really exciting because we were talking about uh, the, the panel, and this is one of my favorite things, at that panel, Victoria Alonso was very, very open about saying, listen, I want to beat Avatar. I'm competitive. I want to beat Avatar. And you know what they did yesterday? Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame became the top box office. I, and I also love this. She's like, I'm competitive. Everyone's competitive. Why not? Yeah. 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 Want to be the best. Who cares? You're the best around. I can't sing it. <laughs> Triple P will kill me. Uh, all right. We also have to talk about Marvel Comics' next big thing panel because there was so much out of that Holy one. Holy moly. And these are really exciting. So they announced six brand new X-Men titles, and they all sound awesome. Yeah, we were talking about the dawn of X. And so what's coming after House of X and Powers of Ten and all guns blazing. First up, X-Men number one on sale October 2019, written by Jonathan Hickman, penciled by Lanil Francis Yu. Uh, the X-Men find themselves in like a whole new world, all kinds of new possibilities. Um, things have never been better for them. I'm sure that'll just be the way it is forever. Yeah. Uh, the X-Men, easy days. Jonathan and Lanil uh, reveal the saga of Cyclops and his hand-picked squad of mutant powerhouses. Hashtag squad goals. goals. I'm also really excited for this. Excalibur number one, written by Teeny Howard, penciled oh by Marcus Toe, uh, and covered by Mahmoud Azrar. I'm thrilled for this because there is a new Captain Britain, and they're going to forge a new way through the chaos with her champions, Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, and Apocalypse. Oh my God. And oh my I'm God. living for Teeny Howard. Anything <laughs> she does, I love her yeah. her run with Belit, so let's, let's do this. Can do no wrong. All right. Marauders, number one on sale October 2019, written by Jerry Duggan, pencil by Matea Loli, cover by Russell Dodderman. 
Uh, it's the X-Men as basically pirates. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With I, Captain... Kitty Pride. Baby! Uh, and of course, she's going to have Lockheed with her. Uh, funded by Emma Frost and the Hellfire Trading Company, the Marauders include Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman sailing the seas of the world to protect those hated and feared. I remember Jerry talking about this at one of the creative retreats, and then I turned into a rocket and exploded. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have seen that. Also, they're good pirates. Happy pirates. Yeah. All right, next up, New Mutants number one coming in November. It's written by Jonathan Hickman and in Brisson in issue one. In issue two, by Jonathan Hickman, penciled by Rod Reese, covered by Rod Reese. And uh, this is the next generation, the future of mutants. The New Mutants are going to include the classic uh, New Mutants, Sunspot, Wolfsbane, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cypher. But they're going to get together with some new friends, Chamber and Mondo, to seek out their missing member and share the good news, a mission that takes them into space alongside, wait for it, the Star Jammers. Oh my God, I can't give even. Give me space can't. bullets or give me death. <laughs> uh, all right, but there's more. There's always more. Fallen Angels number one on sale in November, written by Brian Edward Hill. Brian Edward Hill, remember, wrote the Killmonger series, which is yeah. one of my favorite comic books of all time. Oh man, that book is brutal. All time. Penciled by Simon Kudransky, who's doing incredible work on Punisher right now. Covered by Ashley Witter, who she's so Dope. freaking great. And so about this one, of course, all this great stuff is happening with the X-Men, but not all belong in paradise. In this one, Psylocke finds herself in the new world of mutant kind, unsure of what her place actually is. But when a face from her past returns only to be killed, she seeks help from the others who feel similar and they go off to get vengeance. Cable and X-23 join Quanon for a personal mission that could jeopardize all mutant kind. Yeah, you know what? You don't want any mutants going rogue. It always goes really bad for the X-Men, so I can't not wait. I know. One more. X-Force number one, it's gonna be on sale in November, and it's written by Benjamin Percy, who you guys probably remember from Wolverine the Long Night, the podcast. It's gonna be penciled by Joshua Cassera and with cover by Dustin Weaver. The X-Force is the CIA of the mutant world, one half intelligence branch, one half special ops. So we've got Beast, Jean Grey, and Sage on one side, Wolverine, Kid Omega, and Domino on the other. And in a perfect world, there would be no need for an X-Force, but hey, we're not there yet. So here we go. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, all right. There's still more. We're running out of time because this one is going long. Uh, there was a Marvel Comics Marvel Fanfare panel with C.B. Sobolski, Rob Liefeld, and Scotty Young. No news out of that one, but it was a really great conversation. Everybody loved it. Triple P uh, came to me afterwards like, do you think we should put this on the This Week in Marvel feed? And I was like, yes. I don't know what was in it, but yes. And I talked to C.B. He is down for it. Uh, so stay tuned. We're going to get you guys the audio for that panel uh, in the next couple weeks. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to them butts. Uh, what else? There were so many other things. We had a bunch of stage shows. I chatted with Rob Liefeld on the stage and it was delightful. Um, there was the Twim stage show, which we did, the Aquilimalamaca. Oh, you know what? I also got to talk to the Russo brothers were here as well yeah. as Sebastian Stan. And you know, one of my favorite things that happened was I had a chat with Anthony off camera, Anthony Russo, and him and his daughter came to Comic-Con and spent all four days here just hanging out. And he said it was the best thing ever. His daughter said, I want to go to Comic-Con for reals. And they just did it. They wandered the floor and hung out. And he said, this is the best thing ever. It was so sweet. Oh, 
adorable. Uh, one more day. Yeah, or head over to the Marvel YouTube and just check out all of the clips from the live show. We've done so many interviews. And Ryan, oh my God, how did we bury the lead? Oh my gosh. We met the Sesame Street characters. <laughs> Literally one of... I, I can think I can speak for both of us. One of the best moments of our lives yeah. was meeting Elmo and Grover and the Count and Oscar, and Oscar the Grouch. Yo, like legit. And Maria. Maria, amazing. When Oscar, when they first brought Oscar out, my eyes just automatically well with tears. And it was like I was transported back to being a child. One of the best moments, they were getting ready. Um, and Elmo was, you know, getting warmed up to be on camera. And I was chatting with him and I said, I love Sesame Street. I love you guys. And Elmo looked at me and said, I love you, Lorraine. And I went, well, I've, well, okay. I've peaked. Yep. I've peaked. This is it. This We're is done. it. We're, I can quit now. We're going to go. Uh, all right. <laughs> more to talk about. Uh, we'll have one more episode for you guys. Uh, stay tuned. I know I've heard from a bunch of you who are loving these. So thanks for listening. We'll yeah. be back with more. Uh, from Comic-Con. I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. This is Marvel. Your universe.